and hello. This is another episode of Conversations and Connections, the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. And I'm Stuart Burson, the prevention coordinator for the agency. And with us today, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the topic of transportation, transporting our clients to places they need to be and to things they need to do. And with me is Paula Campbell. Paula is uh, one of our crisis workers slash transportation specialist. Hey, Paula. Hello. Hi. Third time's a charm, right? Yes. We t- <laughs> Definitely. Because of the nature of Paula's job and having to transport people around, a lot of times you don't know how long that's going to take. Uh, we've had to schedule this uh, a couple of times, but I'm finally, I'm finally uh, glad that we are able to... Uh, to connect and get together, because I do want to talk about what you do um, back in the safe house. Uh, and I guess just first of all, let's just talk about what exactly is a transportation specialist? What do you guys do? Well, when clients need to go to work, I'll get them to work if it's between 8 and 6. Um, if they need to go to doctor's appointments, then I'll take them to doctor's appointments. Things of that nature. Okay. Okay. So, and I guess kind of case in point, it's kind of a, you never know from day to day what exactly your day is going to be like, depending on what's going to happen. Yeah. When I come in, you know, I ask them to put where they need to go down on a list that we have. So by eight o'clock, I know kind of what I have to do Uh during the day. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess uh, tell me a little bit about an or example of where you might transport a client. You kind of talked about that, but uh, I guess the possibilities are pretty endless, really. Yeah, health department, because sometimes they come in and they'll, they'll need to see a doctor. And so I'll take them to the health department, doctor's appointments, and just right. wherever, you know, <laughs> that goes along with our services, then I'll transport them. Sure. Like if they want to visit a friend or something oh, no. like that, you don't you don't really <laughs> no, do that, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how many of you guys are back there? How many transportation specialists do we even have? We have two. Okay. But the crisis workers also sometimes if someone needs to go somewhere and we're super busy, yeah, they'll transport a client somewhere. Sure. Okay. So. Let's back up just for a little bit, and I don't know if we talked about this, but let's talk a little bit about your role as a crisis worker. What does that entail? Because I've talked to we, before on the show. We've we've had Glenna on the show, our, our, and we've also had Greg, who's the safe house manager on the yeah. show, uh, talk a little bit about what goes on in the safe house. But as a crisis worker, what is what is your responsibility with that? Well, we're trying to take the hotlines when. A survivor calls our domestic violence hotline, then we take those calls. We assess them and see whether or not we can bring them into the safe house. Okay. And then when they do come in, we do intakes on them so that we can refer them where they need to be referred to. Okay. To the advocates that, you know, they need. So. Right. So an intake is just getting the basic information from them yeah. and why they're here and, and things like that, I guess, right? Fender okay. information, things of that right. nature. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so there, there's two of y'all. Um, 
the transportation specialists. Uh, but it, it seems like we have a fleet of vehicles uh, in the back. How many how many vehicles does it take to do this? Well, we have three in the back now, and um, most of the time, I use one. I just I sure. use one. But if someone else needs to go somewhere, if I'm out, then we have multiple vans yeah. to be able to go do other things as well. Right. Um, now let me ask you this as someone who absolutely has no knowledge about being a crisis worker or a transportation specialist, when you're transporting a client like to the doctor's office or to get public services of any type, do you ever at any time, What's the right word I'm looking for? Represent them on behalf of the agency or uh, give them advice or cons- or do they can seek you for consultation on, hey, how do I, I've given a how little, do, I do this? A little you advice know? to clients yeah. about, you know, what to do because sometimes they don't know what to do. Right. And so I do tell them, hey, just, you know, go in, tell them what's wrong. Sure. And then, you know, they'll help you. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Um, Do you have any idea how many miles you drive either on a weekly basis or a monthly basis? Well, I I know, I know three weeks, like I had to go fill up my van twice. And it's three, it's almost 400 miles to a tank of gas. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that was, that, that, we use a lot of gas. Right, right, right. Well, um, and I guess also, uh, you know, you talked about taking clients to, to work and to services. Um, uh, I guess you also got to think about their children also. If they are running late for school or have something that they need to do first, taking them to school, I guess, also. School and daycare. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, how long have you been doing this? Maybe maybe two years. Okay. Maybe two years. Okay. And how long have you been with the agency? December will be eight years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you've been with the agency eight years, but all that time hasn't been doing your transportation gig, I don't guess. No, that's been about two years. Right. Okay. okay. But I've been in the safe house since 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 I started, and I just feel like that's you know where I'm supposed to be. Well, awesome. Cool. Okay. Uh. Well, and I guess that um to be a transportation specialist and you're transporting clients. Do you have to undergo any certain trainings or certifications? I don't we, know. We did a few trainings where um, we took one at AC, and it was like a collision training type uh-huh. thing. And I've had to literally multiple times be aware of vehicles around me so that I can keep an accident from happening. Because there's been multiple times when people not are not paying attention and they've almost hit me. Yeah. And I've got kids and I'm like laying down on the horn 
Like, I know you see me. Like, pay attention. Now, Paula, so, remember, you got to be nice if there's children yes, in the van. Yes, and I'm never, I'm never ugly. <laughs> never ugly. I just might get a little loud, but it's okay. Oh, man. But yeah, we do have a few trainings to... Yeah. Okay. I, I and I did. I didn't know if it was just for safety's sake, just for on our behalf, or because we're a nonprofit agency and we get grants if from the state and, and different uh, federal and state funding. If it was a requirement, or if you had to do any special. I didn't think you had to do like a CDL or anything like that. But I didn't know. We don't drive buses. You don't drive buses or anything, (laughs) right? Um, What do you get most out of? You 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 made a comment just a few minutes ago. You feel like this is where you need to be. Why is that? Why do you feel that way? Because when our survivors come in, they. They need to be encouraged, and they need to to know that we are here to help them. Uh-huh. And so I feel like I, and me being me, I'm that person <laughs> to to help them when they come in. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Fair, fair enough. Uh, and and I think it's I think it's cool, you know that. People need encouragement in the situation they're in, especially when they come to us. And it doesn't necessarily always be from a counselor or a um, or or anyone like that. I mean, anybody here can be a shoulder to lean on. I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. And we always have to be there to listen. Yeah. They're going to talk. They're going <laughs> to want somebody to listen to. Sure. And so That's therapy in itself. Be, oh, I'm yeah. sure. Right. Definitely. What do you get? Uh, what do you get the most from out of this job? What is it about this that just really satisfies you? It makes you come to work every day. Being able to help those who may otherwise not be able to help themselves at the time. Okay. So that they can be self-sufficient yeah. and they know that there's somebody there who is supporting them and backing them. Right. Right. And I guess, you know, your job is so necessary because a lot of the, the survivors that come here, I'm sure some of them may have a vehicle, yeah. but so many probably don't as well. And if it wasn't for folks like you, to who do the job that you do, it would be much tougher for them to try to find a job. Even yeah. even trying to find a job, they may not have a job. You know, you you talked about taking them to work and whatever, but sometimes they may have to go to interviews and and things like that. And we're and they may not be able to afford a cab or other yeah. transportation. Cool. Um, how did you find yourself here? Well, a friend who had started here had just called me one day and said, we need a part-time crisis worker. And she was like, I think it'll be perfect for you. Just fill out an app- come fill out an uh-huh. application. And I did. And I've been here for eight <laughs> years. What were you doing before that? Oh, goodness. 
I think I worked at CHI. Okay. Before I came here. Okay. So. All right. Well, I. And uh, of course, this is a this is an audio podcast. I was going to make a comment. Usually, Paula has your hair is a normal color today. <laughs> because <laughs> Paula's kind of known for yeah. you know some wild it, it's, hairstyles it's, sometimes. Yeah, it's got to right? be different. Like every time I turn around, it's, it's changing. <laughs> And it's fixing to be blue-black, so nice. yeah, I'm fixing to change it again. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Paul, is there, is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't touched on already? Do you think we've covered everything that you want to let folks know about what you do here and your, your yeah, role? I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate it. I think yeah. I kind of threw Paula a curve a couple of weeks ago, and I said, hey, I'd like for you to be on the podcast just to talk because, you know, so many people, and, and of course, I know I say this all the time, you know, when people think of what we do and the services we provide, and of course, they think of the safe house. Well, they probably think, well, that's a place for people to go and to stay, but they don't think about everything that else that goes along with that. You know, yeah. I had, you know, Rocky's been on the show to talk about cooking for all of these people and... And you, you know, you got to think about helping them get services, you know, uh, and and things like that. And then we have folks like you who have to take them to those services or to their places of employment and stuff. And, and also, too, when they come in and they don't have anything, then yeah. we give them vouchers to the thrift store. So I'll take them. So you may the take them to the thrift store and, and let them get what they need for them and their children. Sure. Okay. Great. All right. Well, thanks, Paula. Paula Campbell, uh, crisis worker <laughs> slash transportation specialist. Uh, if you have any um, questions or comments about the show, you can always email us at conversationsandconnections at FCCET.com. Also, we do have a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week hotline. If you feel like you need our services, it's 1-800-828-7233. Again, 1-800-828-7233. As always, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.